Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Take from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we're talking to Ashley Brown. She's the founder and owner of Routine and Things, a product-based business equipping women to consistently live their happiest life one routine at a time. And she also hosts the Routine and Things podcast, a space to learn and become inspired on all things routine. Ashley strongly believes routines are a form of wellness and can be a beautiful springboard for improving your home, yourself, and your life. She lives in Baltimore. She's got two little girls. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here chatting with y'all today. Ashley, you are going to be speaking Amy's language. We are two types of people, people who like routines and people who are a hot mess. That's what I was going to say. You have one choir member here and one dubious skeptic. I probably need you more than Amy does, but Amy is going to be just clapping and smiling and giving you amens the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. No, I always come across the people who are in love with routine and the ones that are like side eyeing me. Like, what are you talking about, Ashley? <laughs> I wish I had routine. So let's start with that question. Are you born with routines or are they taught and can be learned and you can get better at them? I'm not asking for a friend. I'm asking for myself. <laughs> you can definitely learn to have routines a part of your life. I don't feel like anyone is born like just knowing naturally how to create a routine and thrive on routine. I feel like it's something that you have to put into practice. Mm. And it's so interesting you say that. I was just talking to someone the other week and she has ADHD and growing up a routine was like her thing. ADHD, that's not usually where they kind of lean, you know, people that are neurodiverse, they don't lean towards that side sometimes. And so that's the only way that she could cope in life is to have a routine. And so she said she always put it into practice. So I think it's something that you definitely can learn and just improve upon every day. Because even me, sometimes I'm like, OK, Ashley, you need to be sipping your own tea right now because you're getting off track. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yep. I am a person who is disorganized, runs more to the ADHD end of the spectrum, although I'm not diagnosed and don't claim that. But I do find that as I have continued to live that I have put in place, okay, here's a hook that I have to put my keys in because I just can't function 
looking for my keys 45 minutes out of every day. I wanted that time back. Right. It's those tiny stressors. That's what I always say is look for the tiny stressors in your life, because those are the things that's going to really bring about a lot of that overwhelm for you. Like the consistent things that you see you're bumping up against every day or every other day. Mm. Can you build a routine to support you in those areas of your life? And that's the key thing. We always say that, you know, we put things in our listeners' paths not to make their lives more complicated. Like you shouldn't be doing a meal plan because better moms do meal plans, but because your life might actually be easier if you have a routine. Like, is that where you come from too, that routines actually simplify? Exactly. They simplify your life. I mean, let's think about how many decisions we make on like a day to day basis. Like we make so many decisions and that leads into decision fatigue, constantly having to go back and say, oh, what am I making for dinner tonight? Well, boo boo, you knew that was coming up. Like, can we have a <laughs> That's a little bit on you that you didn't know dinner was going to happen again today. <laughs> It stinks, though, every night. Right. It does, though. And so I'm like, OK, at least if you can have some idea about what you're making for dinner, then that gives you a plan. Or, you know, even if you put something on Monday, because I know some people are like really huge sticklers about well, if I put it on Monday, I need to make it on Monday. No. If you just write out Monday through Friday what you're going to eat, even if that includes takeout, because I'm wanting to put on Friday takeout is what we're having. And so you can just go through and choose something so that you don't have to make that decision. And, you know, we can get into that back and forth. What are we going to eat? You ask your spouse or partner and they're like, I don't know. And you're back and forth. And so then an hour passes and it's no food on the table. And now you're frustrated and you're like, okay, it pushes everything else behind. How can you support yourself and make sure that you're thinking about ways to, you know, build a routine, just have a routine so that you don't have to make so many decisions because that's really what they do. They help to simplify your life so that you do have some type of plan, some type of guideline in certain areas, because I'm also not the type to say you need to routine your life away. That is not healthy. I think that routines can support you in different areas, but that really is going to depend upon like where are you struggling or where you need some improvement in your life. And I want to underline something you said, because it's important to me. I sometimes hear routine and everyone's going to make your life better with these lists and and I get a little crazy from it. I love the idea that Friday in our routine is fast food. I feel like routine sometimes feels like, and on Friday, it's make your own taco bar. And then on Saturday, you know, and it's only for people who are going to offer a six course menu every night. It's okay for the routine to be like, Monday is pizza. Tuesday is reheated something. The routine can even help people who have non-Pinterest worthy dinners? Yes, for sure. You know, that is a perceived like notion that routines are only for type A people. And And that's not at all the case. You make the rules for your routines. I'm really big on saying that because you can sometimes feel like, well, I'm not as organized, but it's like, even though you may not feel like you're that organized, you can still have a routine. You just have to make sure that it aligns with who you are and how you naturally move in life. And that's perfectly fine. You don't need things to look like Pinterest. Trust me, I want to tell you, I fell into that trap very early on. And then probably about a year into being a mom, I was like, heck no, like no more, not doing it. It's too much. (laughs) So routine isn't about doing it better. It's about what? What is it about? What does a routine get us? Routine gives you a guide. That's what I feel like. I always say, you know, your routine is an outline for how you're going to get from point A to point B. 
Right. And so I think if you have that outline, if you have those steps, okay, you wake up in the morning and it's like I have a morning routine. And so I do these three steps in the morning. What are they? Tell us what your morning routine is. I'm tweaking it right now because I want to add in some meditation in my morning. But right now it's so simple. You're going to be like, huh? So right now, all I do is I wake up, I pray. I'm a huge guy girl. So I pray. And then I give myself like a little massage to like wake myself up. And then I get on Instagram. That is my morning routine. (laughs) Why? Because I am a 9 a.m. type person, like morning person. So I don't wake up super early. I have to get my mind like functioning because I will just be walking around like a zombie, just upset with my husband and my girls and just be like, why are y'all talking to me this morning? So that helps me to wake up. Let me just say, same. Yes. Same. Yes. I do not. When people talk to me in the morning, I'm like, why? Why do we need to be so chipper? But was this originally something else? Like, did you have to, were you originally, I don't know, like running right to the gym in the morning? Was there something about this routine you had to add or change to make it work for you better in the morning? This has been like a routine I've been doing for a little bit now. When I first started a morning routine, it was a little bit more than this. I would journal and I would also do gratitude practice because that was in a time in my life where I needed that for my mental health. And so those things were really important for me. Then I got to a point of like, okay, yes, that's still important. I still journal every night and I still have gratitude throughout my day, but it's not as structured. And so with that being the case, I just knew I wanted to move into something that was just a little bit more like, okay, wake myself up, get my mind stimulated so that I could feel like I could be at least a decent mom in the morning. Repeating the same things in the same order, is that sort of part of the usefulness of the routine? Yes, repeating the same thing in the same order. Although if you can make your routine flexible, I think that's important. It's still going to be the same thing in the same order. But for example, beforehand, like I said, I used to journal and do gratitude practice. And then I got to a point of being like, okay, so how about I do some, I did have a point in my morning routine where I did movement. And so it would just be movement would be the thing. So that could mean stretching, that could mean doing maybe a dance workout on YouTube, that could mean yoga. So just a little bit more flexibility there versus that like concrete, I need to do yoga this morning. It was like some type of movement. So if I want to go for a walk, or if I just want to stretch, I could just do that. I think that flexibility is important at certain times. But I feel like if you're in a space where you're really overwhelmed or super stressed, I think more structure is better Ah. at this point, because if not, you can kind of lean into being a little bit more overwhelmed because that flexibility makes you feel like, oh, I don't know, like, what decision am I going to make? What type of movement am I going to do? And it's like, at that point, you don't need to be making that many decisions because you're overwhelmed and probably have some anxiety going on. And so let's like cut straight to the chase. Okay, you're going to do yoga in the morning or you're going to stretch in the morning. I am in that camp. When I get overwhelmed, the best thing I can do is write down everything and when I'm going to do it. It's 9 a.m., write that email. 10 a.m., do this, uh, read that article you need to read. I like to put it outside of myself to not have to make those decisions because that's where the stress comes in for me. Exactly. And that's for all of us. Honestly, if you think about the times where you've been really just in the thick of things, having to make decisions doesn't come easily. You don't have the clarity. And so it's really easier for you to just have a step by step guide and it be structured so that you can just follow that. And even if you get off track, at least you have it there to come back to. And you're like, oh, I stopped here. Yes. So now I need to pick up here. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you, Ashley, about the five areas that you suggest that we can have routines in our lives. 
and how we can decide where we're going to start. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Okay, so we're back. We're talking to Ashley Brown from Routine and Things. Ashley, you have five areas that you suggest we can focus on as a place to have routines. Can you walk us through what they are? I call these like my routine buckets. And so the five buckets are cooking, cleaning, children, self-care, and planning. Okay. So those are the buckets. Of course, when we're talking about children bucket, that is anything that deals with your kids, you know, activities or things that they're going to be doing on a consistent basis. Like, you know, we need to get them ready or they need to get themselves ready. Right. Morning routine with kids, bedtime routine. Yeah, exactly. And then we have cooking, of course, anything that deals with cooking, dinner time, lunches, all of that meal prep, meal planning. So that's cooking routine. And then you also have the cleaning routine that can be a gamut of things. So laundry, right? Boo, boo to the oh cleaning routine. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yes. That's something. The cleaning routine is one that I always hear from moms. They're like that one is always a big one. And then also planning. I'm a huge planner. I love planning. Pen to paper is usually my way of planning. And so just having a plan, I think is really important, even though many times we may stray away from it, but at least the plan is there so you can come back to. And then lastly, self-care, which I think is very vital as well for us moms. I'm just caring for ourselves and bringing joy into our day in the ways that we want to. So those are the buckets. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I want to start with the self-care one because... 
I think that it's easy for that to come last for us. I was looking at some of your, if you go to routine and things, there's all sorts of ways that you can go through and sort of ascertain which one is the most important to you. And it seemed to me there are sort of two ways. One is the one where that the light is flashing red, like mealtimes are a nightmare in our house. Or it can be alternatively the one that seems like, well, this seems like it might be a good place to start because I feel like I know how to get my hooks in here. Like I can actually approach it either way. Is that right? That is perfectly, I mean, that is exactly right. Yeah. So you can do either way. So what are the red flags? Like what is that flashing red light that's in your life that's causing you so much anxiety or frustration or stress? Stress can come out in different ways for different people. So maybe for you, you shut down. Maybe stress is just, you know, getting frustrated. Maybe stress is tight muscles and a headache. Just really think about what stress looks like for you and try to identify where that's coming from. So you can start there and build a routine that supports that area. Or you can start with a routine where you have like the least barrier of entry. So like you can quickly get it going so that you build up that motivation and momentum. And that can help you as well. Hmm. I like what I'm hearing from you, this idea of an evolving routine too, that you can start with, hey, I'm just going to write down what we're going to have for dinner every night. Your routine can start at a very simple level, right? Let me on Monday think about what's for dinner every night this week. That's step one. We will think, oh, I need to have this all spelled out before you even start a routine. No. And then it falls apart before you ever get it going. Yeah. So build that routine. Like you can build it little by little. Like if you want to start with step one, just get that going, then add on step two, right? Whatever that needs to be for you. It's okay. What are some routines? Let's start with a cooking one. What are some routines that you might suggest to somebody who's overwhelmed by, I have to make dinner every single night. Are you serious? Yeah. And feels overwhelmed (laughs) by the starting, right? And I'm not going to subscribe to Epicurious Magazine either. So where do I start? Yes. So some routines, and I do want to put out before I answer this question that in each bucket, it will be routines in each bucket. So that's only a bucket that I said. So when you choose cooking, you want to get really specific with which routine is that going to be? for you. So routines and cooking are like meal planning routine. You can have a meal prep routine. You could have like a dinner time routine or table setting routine. I mean, the sky is the freaking limit to be perfectly honest with you. You make up the routines that you want. You can make it up, create a name for it and you do it. It's your routine. And it's as easy as like if I go to the grocery store every Wednesday and I try to shop for the week and only go on Wednesdays, that's a routine. I put that flag in the ground and that's a routine. And that's a routine, right? My Wednesday grocery shopping Mm -hmm. routine. (laughs) Yes. And then do you feel that the routine, let's say around getting kids out the door, is that something that transfers your routine for getting them out to school can be the same routine for getting them out to church that you have a routine that can move sometimes or the breakfast routine maybe has two less steps than the dinner routine. Maybe you don't put the napkins out or whatever it is, but that you can kind of then shift them for various places in your life. Yes, I think that's super important to have routines that can shift. So just like what you were saying in terms of like that grocery shopping routine on Wednesday, knowing that it's okay to shift the routine or move the routine around. Like we can sometimes get so hung up on, oh, I didn't go grocery shopping on Wednesday. Mm. And then when Friday comes, we're like, oh, well, I didn't do it on Wednesday. And it kind of throws us off. But knowing that it's okay to move around the routine, that's really important to be able to do. I mean, we're moms and life changes. Yes. So constantly. So we're going to have to adjust and change. And so if you can have a routine where it can be moved around, that's perfectly fine. Like, 
even in morning routines, if you can't do your morning routine as soon as you wake up, mm. you can still do it once you drop the kids off. It's not that big of a deal. Make sure that they can be shifted because that can really help you. And one thing that's helped us, I have a shopping routine where I make kind of the list for the week. But my husband knows he's the store runner. I have proved to myself a million times. I'm no Amy. Like I can't make a list that covers everything. I will forget the cilantro. I will forget one ingredient. So my routine is I do best possible shop. But then my husband knows he's going to have to run and get bacon at some point. He has a six o'clock hour where I'm like, yep, need you to run to the shop right and grab the thing I forgot. So you don't have to be perfect either to make a routine work. No, you don't at all. Routines are not about perfection. It's just about having a guide. And if you can have that guide, then it's going to be easier for you to stay on course with whatever that is in your life or whatever area that is. You have a plan because the worst thing is to feel like you're trying to piece things together throughout your day. It just doesn't feel good. <laughs> right? Ugh, it is the worst. I often, when I have an overwhelming feeling of stress of like, there's too much to do. I'm not going to be able to get it done. I'm failing. I'm out of control. I'm a terrible mom. The best thing I can possibly do is sit down and put a pen to paper and say, what needs to be done today? What can wait till tomorrow? We say it all the time. Knowing the truth is the best thing you can do. And I think routines are part of that. What's hard and how can we fix it? When you get to those moments where you do feel discombobulated or the day isn't going like how you expected it to go, then just pausing at that point in time, pulling you out something to write on making a new plan. And like I said, that routine is really going to help you because even if you get off track, if you already know what the routine is, you can just come back to it and say, okay, let me start here yes. and then get that little small win. And then you're like, that small gives you that wins. motivation, that momentum. And you're like, let's go the day we can do it. We're going to be okay. When we come back, I want to talk to Ashley about my favorite kind of routine, planning routines. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So I love, Ashley, that one of your five buckets of routines is planning. Like, planning routines is 
a routine. So I want to hear about what that means for you. How does that look in your house? I have a daily planning routine. I have a weekly planning routine, but honestly, my daily and weekly planning routine look the same. For business, I have a monthly planning routine in my daily and weekly planning routines. My first step is to dump. So I always brain dump like everything that's on my mind. In some weeks, it might be just one thing that is heavy on my head. Some weeks it's like 15 things I have on my mind. So it just depends. So I will brain dump first. The second step is to decide my top three priorities. I'm always thinking about, and these are questions that I ask myself in order to decide what I am going to make priority. So I will ask myself what's coming up this week that I need to prepare for. Also, what have I been putting off that must be done this week? Oh, that's a Uh-oh. good one. That's a good one. <laughs> right? That's yes. always one. Oh, hard one, good one. And then the last thing I will ask myself is, what would make me extremely happy to do? Like, I want to make sure I'm factored into this. Oh, I like that too. Okay. I love that. The call you don't want to make and then something fun. Exactly, exactly. So those are the questions that I ask myself and I determine my top three priorities. And the last step is to schedule the rest of my to do's for the week. So just like maybe the hard stops like appointments and everything like that need to happen or emails I need to send, whatever that may look like. The one thing I try not to do is schedule a whole bunch in my day. So anytime I'm planning for the week, I never schedule any more than like two things for my home in a day. Like I'm like two and that's it. Because if I schedule and this is outside of the hard stop things like appointments and things like that, I never schedule more than two things because I also have a business I have to think about as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm already doing other things there. And so if you can kind of minimize how much you're doing, that can really be helpful in planning. But that's my routine is to dump, decide and then schedule the rest of my to do. I had a commute for a while where I was on a train and I would never, my life never ran better because I had 45 minutes on the train going and coming back where I just had a notebook in front of me and I would say, okay, it's June. That means in a month, I'm going to have to start doing the back to school stuff. And then I stopped commuting and I just forgot that part of my day and my life went back to craziness. And it never really occurred to me that, oh, your life went back to craziness because you're not taking that 45 minutes because it's not foisted upon you. And that's where I think sometimes for people like me, it feels like another thing to do planning, but it actually makes life so much easier. And I feel like the way you explained it made that really clear. They make it fun. People are motivated in different ways. So you may be motivated through accomplishment. That's me. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to accomplish something today. So it'll motivate me to do it. (laughs) But some people are motivated by fun. And so if you're that type of person, then make your planning routine fun as I don't know what, like, what do you need to do to make it fun? Do you need a lot of like markers or pens, colored pens? Stickers. I'm big with stickers. Do you want to some coffee or a glass of wine? Like what's going to make it fun for you, Mm. you know, and, and make it fun. That's super important. And are you a paper planner or a, uh, an online planner or a little bit of both? Paper all day. Hmm. Now, of course, like I'll put my appointments in my phone, but that's about it. It's really a personal person. Some people don't do pen or paper. They're like really into the digital stuff, which I cannot wrap my head around at all. So I give you your props if you're a digital planner, but I always need pen or paper because it's right here. And I feel like it like commits things to memory for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't forget them. 
I always say that. I'm like, I know I can see something in pink marker on the day. So I know I got to go check. Like that is definitely how my mind works. Although Amy has slowly converted me to digital. I do like the Google calendar because that tells me it pops up and tells me on my phone that I'm going to miss something. I feel like I'm a hybrid. Like I'm a dumper digitally. I use Workflowy to dump everything I have to do and then I can categorize it. But then I do pull out the three to five things I have to do today and I write them down Mm. or 15. You know what I mean? But I put like, because if I look at the 250 things I need to do in the next three months, I can't take it. But if I'm like, no, 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 today I need to do this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And then I kick, okay, I do have to make that phone call because apparently I keep writing it down. I keep going to the next page of my notebook and writing down again to call the place. So I guess I better do it. It makes it more inescapable. It's easier to hide, you know, from the thing you don't want to do. And it's buried in a long, long list, I feel like. I'm definitely pen to paper, but I don't know. One day we might just be all digital. You might have a digital pen and digital paper. Yes. That might be where we're heading. That's so let's talk to the mom now who is overwhelmed, doesn't have any time. She's working. She's got a job. She's got little kids. She's busy. She doesn't need one more thing on her list. Let's talk to her about what's step one, how to start a routine in the least intimidating and most effective possible way. If you're this mama listening, listen up, girl. I got you. (laughs) First, take a deep breath. That's the first step. Let's take a huge deep breath, right? Never hurts to take a deep breath. Once you take that deep breath, I really want for you to decide, because I want this to be as easy as possible. Where are you feeling the stress? And whatever comes to your mind first, just go with it. Don't try to overthink it. If you're like the mornings with my kids and getting them out the door is stressing me, that's the routine. Children, morning routine. Start there or just a morning routine for all of you and just go with it. I don't want for you to really overthink where to start. Just starting is the important piece here. And then once you know you want to start a certain routine, you're like, this is the one great. Then I want you to think about four different things for your routine. So when you are thinking about the steps of your routine, first off, always think about what is the outcome. I want us to just have like get out the door at a certain point in time, like at 630. I want us to be out the door and I want that to go as smoothly as possible. That's the outcome that you want. So what steps are going to lead you to that outcome? Then you can think about these four different components when it comes to the steps that you are considering. So the first thing is to make sure it's super simple. Keep the routine simple. I would say no more than five steps. If you can make it three, that's even better, but keep it as simple as possible. The second thing I want you to think about is making sure that it is realistic for your lifestyle. Okay. So if you know you and your children are more sluggish in the morning, don't try to put where y'all are doing a whole bunch of things in the morning that it's not going to work. Mm. Okay. Know yourself. That's a good tip. Know yourself. (laughs) I'm not a morning person. So give yourself that time and don't put a lot of things in your routine. So just be really realistic. Also making sure that your routine is fun is important. That depends on what's fun for you. Just because I say fun doesn't mean you need to be jumping for joy. It could just be, okay, it brings you some type of good vibe or your kids are excited to do a certain component in the routine, whatever that looks like, but just making sure that it has some type of like enjoyable component to it. And then the last thing, if at all possible, is to make it a little bit flexible. But some routines I will say don't really lend well to being very flexible. It just depends. So if it is a routine that can be flexible, then make it more flexible. So an example of this could be for 
the morning routine for your children. Could be instead of saying, oh, when they first get up, they're going to get dressed. Maybe for you, it might be like, just get them ready for the day. That could just be what that first step is. Get ready for the day. And then maybe after that, it could be breakfast. And then maybe after that, it could be double check book bags or something like that. So it's a little bit more flexible for you, at least that first component so that you don't feel so restricted. But if you do need that structure, know that that structure is okay. You can break it down as get dressed and brush teeth and wash face. You really want to make it work for you and how you and your children usually move and flow through life. And you can learn from that. I watched my kid as a younger kid. It was get up, get dressed. And now that he's getting older, it's stagger downstairs towards a plate of food. He's not ready to get dressed until he's had that food. So it's like, okay, the routine has flipped, but we're still kind of running a routine. Ashley, tell us about Routine and Things, your podcast, your website, all the places we can find you. Yes, so Routine and Things. This is your hub for all things routine. (laughs) So like you just heard, I have the podcast. So the podcast, if you are like, I want to get my routines down, I want to learn everything that is to know about routines. I promise you I have an episode in the podcast that talks about a certain routine. (laughs) So you can go there. That's available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also available at routineandthings.com. And when you go to routineandthings.com, you're going to see products we have for you to start, create and maintain routines. So whether that is you want a home cleaning list, you want a notepad, like a planning notepad to help you organize your day or week. Or if you want to learn how to specifically build routines, I have a masterclass and workbook for that. Whatever you're looking for, I promise you is there. And if it's not, please email me because I will create it. (laughs) You will create a routine to create it. (laughs) Right? Exactly. This was a conversation I really needed, Ashley. So I really appreciate it. I'm intimidated by routines, but you make it seem easy and fun. So I appreciate it. One last thing I wanted to say is please, if you are on Instagram, follow along at Routine and Things. Oh, I'll put a link to that and Routine and Things in the show notes. Ashley, thanks for talking to us today. Thank you. Thanks so much. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down, 
Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.